0: So welcome back to Thrive, your agency resource. Today we are talking all about Facebook advertising. Um, My guest is Kim Barrett, founder of Your Social Voice, a digital agency based in Perth, Australia. He's a world-renowned marketing strategist focusing specifically on Facebook, so I thought he'd be a great guest today. Welcome to the show, Kim.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: And I appreciate you staying up in Perth for me tonight. (laughs) So, um, give us a sense of, you know, you've been working specifically uh, in Facebook for since 2015 when you started your agency. Give us a sense of what you've seen from an evolutionary perspective over those last four or five years.
1: Um, one of the biggest things probably is that it's gotten way more expensive. Um, it's been the biggest evolution. Um, but I think uh, like it's always interesting to see, I would say, like the sophistication of the marketplace but also people. I remember when we used to just be able to put up a picture that had like a nice pretty yellow border on it and it didn't really matter what the picture was or anything like that, people would click it, we would get leads, we would get sales, uh, it was all kind of happy days. But I think now that uh i would say like consumers are probably more educated and they've been seeing ads for so long in that in that marketplace and scope the way in which you need to connect with people i think has definitely changed big time and that's probably the biggest one i think where it's much more i would say um connection based and you really need to be uh like real and really think about who your customer is a a lot more than uh before where you could just really you know, you could kind of almost chuck up anything and it would work, um, even if you didn't really know who your audience was that well. Um, and now I think it's like you've really got to know even more. Um, you've Like whoever knows the customer the best is, I think, the one who wins these days.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So your focus at your agency is really lead generation, um, sales development from social media right so why do you think it is that about 80 percent of businesses fail at marketing effectively online through digital means
1: most of the time for lack of better words it's because they suck right and um look and not in a bad way that we all suck at some point in time and what i mean by that is normally there's three things that i look for and this is applicable not only on on facebook but really any platform which is the niche the offer and the copy it's like who you're targeting what you're presenting to them and the way that you write it most of the time if you're a good business you probably have one of those three things wrong if you are flying by the seat of your pants you've probably got all three and look it doesn't really matter if you have all three wrong or one wrong but that's what i find most of the time that business owners have wrong is that they don't have a good offer they don't know who they're positioning it to and because they don't know those two things they can't then articulate it and write it in sales copy or in copy to encourage people to take action because they don't know who they're talking to so they try and use words, they've read a book about copywriting or watched a copywriting webinar or something like that, but they can't actually get people to do anything because they don't know who they're talking to and what they're trying to give them.
0: Right. And, and also, I would imagine, you know, when you're using that copy uh, or, or writing that copy, you really have to identify, um, you know, what the pain points are uh, if it's something that is a solution based, you know, product offering or service offering. So understanding those pain points is really, really important.
1: Yeah, I mean, really for anything, it's like we all either go towards pleasure or away from pain. And so you've got to be able to articulate that in some way, shape, or form to people. And I find most of the time that people just get that wrong. And it's not that they – like when you ask them enough questions, like one of the big things that we do for most of our clients is I just ask them questions. They know who they are eventually, but they don't put in the work to think about it. And I think another reason that is that sometimes people treat digital – they don't treat it with the respect – that it needs, and when I say respect, if you're going to run a TV ad or a radio ad, most of the time you will spend a lot of time, energy, and effort making sure that that was going to be pitch perfect. However, most of the time, your digital strategies are going to be more effective than your TV or radio, but you're like, oh, I'll just chuck it up. I'll just put it up and see what happens and it's like well why don't you give it the same like if it's advertising your business why don't you give it the same level of detailed research and analysis creative that you would TV or radio or billboard or whatever it might be
0: yeah yeah well that's actually a really interesting point because I think the when you have uh, let's say a TV spot you're putting so much time and money into that right Um, Whereas digital, it's so much more flexible. It's so much more nimble. So it's like, let's just throw something up, see how it does. If it doesn't work, we can just change it out quickly. But your point is really well taken that if you applied the same rationale and the same logic to what you're doing uh, digitally, it would be much more effective. And those three things that you mentioned before are spot on.
1: Yeah. And I don't I don't know. And because I think it is so, I'll say like easy, it's so easy to, to tweak and adjust and through and look, I, I've been guilty of it myself as well. Like even tonight, I've been sitting back and I was like, oh, I'm launching some YouTube ads and I was just like putting things up and I was like, hmm, I'm going to talk, probably talk about this tonight, so I should probably listen to my own advice. <laughs> um, but because it is that easy, you're just like, oh, I'll test this, I'll test that. Right. Um, and sometimes it's, it's Pretty easy to pass over the the whole research component as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, before we were talking about how businesses themselves, if they're handling their own Facebook advertising, most of them don't do it effectively. And we would imagine, as digital agency owners or, or uh, you know advertising agency owners, that we do it the right way. But the reality is that we don't really do it the right way either. We might do it better than the businesses for sure. But what are the most common mistakes that you see other digital agencies or even in-house creative teams making uh, on behalf of their clients when it comes to running paid campaigns?
1: Uh, One of the big ones that I find is that most people don't go for, um, like, have you ever heard the saying that you need to go for, like, low-hanging fruit? Yep. It's like on a tree. And it's like I always say, it's like people forget about the jam, like the fruit that's fallen off the tree and it has been kind of trodden on a little bit and it's there. You just got to like literally scoop it up. Most of the time, I find that um, number one, they don't test. And then number two, they don't really go for what's sitting there right in front of them. And it's, it's, it's shocking to me sometimes. So like we took over an account just recently um, uh, that a couple of agencies have had a go at it, And this guy's like, I had never been able to get a sale for this product. And I was like, looked dude, I was like, it's a pretty good product, he sells LinkedIn stuff, he had to get like tons and tens of thousands of views on there. And I was like, well, his page, he promotes a lot of that stuff. I'm just going to literally do one retargeting ad. He's like, no one's ever done, got me a sale before. If you get me a sale, I'm going to think you're the best in the world. One retargeting ad, set it up, turned it on, next day there was a sale. I'm like, did any of them, did anyone do retargeting? Do they all try and create these sophisticated funnels and long like long form sales copy and all this sort of stuff? And I was like, I, I just literally, had easy retargeting ad and that nice. pick something up because I think a lot of the time we get like the curse of knowledge where it's like we know so much as digital agencies, as marketers and things like that. And like, oh, I've got to do something that's so um, sophisticated to show my client as well that they're also like they're getting the value that they pay for. Because obviously, you know, a lot of times, a lot of agencies, we all charge reasonable investments. And we feel like we've got to go to that next level. But I think that sometimes, the simplicity of what you can do with social media, whether it be retargeting, Facebook, we do a lot of testing with um, lead ads before we then build funnels. And I think because it's so simple, people go, well, I don't want my client to think I'm doing something so simple that they could do it themselves. I want to go a little bit more sophisticated, right? But at the end of the day, it's whatever gets them results. It's like you could set up a lead ad, but if the client wants those leads and they make sales from those leads, they don't mind. Like they they care about what's going to get them the result, not necessarily how complex um, the system is. Right. So I think that is a, a big mistake that um, a lot of people make. Is going well. Sometimes simple is actually going to be better because. what you need to get a fast result for the client so that they're happy then you can layer in other things as well
0: yeah yeah and i just want to um, build on that for a second because i think you know we as uh agency leaders or even the people who work in our agencies what we think is simplistic is not necessarily what the client thinks is simplistic i mean you, you just mentioned retargeting well ask a client to go ahead and try to set that up You know what I mean? Even if they're familiar with the concept of retargeting, they're not going to be able to execute that, and they may not have thought of it. So, again, it's all about value, not necessarily just thinking, oh, well, that's too simple. Let me not start with that. So I really love that. That's a great answer.
1: Yeah, and I just say it all the time. I think we can, as you say, like we can all – do that and just go cool. Like, what is like, what it, what are the wins that are there for the client to be had, and then use that as your building ground for everything else.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, you are obviously a, a world-renowned marketing strategist. I'm curious to know what are the steps that you take in your own process uh, to determine the right marketing strategy for a brand or a service-based company.
1: Generally speaking, most of the time when I'm looking at like this, the the strategy that's going to work, I kind of look across three areas and some kind of fall in and out of marketing depending on who you speak to. So the the kind of the key areas that I look, up, look at are, I and mean, I call it like a marketing thermometer like on how like how healthy, you know, how healthy it is, health check if you will. So we've got the lead generation side, we've got the sales and conversion side and then the follow-up side. Uh, if you imagine like a, a beautiful Venn diagram with that crossover in they're kind of what I look at first of all to see what is going to be, well, what a client actually needs first of all, and then what's the best, what's going to be the best strategies and tactics to really do that. Because I always think, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's funny. Someone asked me once, they're like, "How would you define like what is a marketing strategy?" And I was like, "That's the thing. It's provocative. No one knows. It just gets the people going." Uh, you know, <laughs> a little bit of a <laughs> Ron Burgundy quote there, but it's like it's it's funny because if you ask someone to define it, it's like marketing strategy is actually pretty hard even if you're a marketing person to define it and the way that I always explain to people is like one of my um, uh, mentor of mine actually told me is that strategy is anything that you do that's above the shoulders tactics is anything that you do that's below the shoulders right so it's like for example setting up a Facebook ad is tactical even just using Facebook as a whole is tactical thinking about what you're going to do before you even go in there is strategy that uh, stress strategy strategy that's strategic that's what you need to be thinking about so I think biggest thing is that assessment and research part is really what forms then what you'll actually go and do but a lot of people um, again it's like cool we're just gonna run Facebook ads but it's like well what if the constraint in their business from start to finish when we're looking at it from marketing and sales is actually not leads what if they're getting enough leads but A, they're not converting them, or maybe the quality is not right, or that they're not following up with them. Like, we've had clients before where they're like, oh, we need 200 leads a week. And I'm like, but you, no, you don't, because you're only converting 10 of those. What about the other 190? Like, yes, you can just get more leads, but that's not actually the solution to the problem right now. The solution is how to get the most out of those 200.
0: And what's preventing you? What What's the roadblock that, you know, is uh, pushing you in the direction that you're not converting those other 190? Let's look at that.
1: Exactly. And then yeah. you suddenly find out that there's all these holes in their CRM or uh, that they're just targeting like, the entire world and they can only service the US or Australia or whatever it might be. And then it's like, oh, well, all these holes, that's like that's actually what's holding you back. Sometimes it's, it's just a, a few small tweaks, but you need to be able to look at the whole, I say, like the, the ecosystem from kind of, and this is not even like, this is like just the first part, but from like the front facing and the forward client facing like where you first touch a customer or first interact with them to where the sale happens, which again is only one part of a business but you need to be able to kind of identify and that's why I think sometimes it's um it frustrates me a little bit these days with everyone or not everyone but a lot of people being able to pull like a facial marketing certificate out of a box of cereal (laughs) and say they own a digital agency, whether it be a website, Facebook, funnels, whatever, but they don't actually understand the flow of a business. And a lot of the time it's like, well, they're like, oh, you need funnels or you need this. It's like, well, maybe you don't. You need to be able to assess that process, I think, to start off with.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. So as we start to wrap up, um, I know that you... Speak all over the world, and you train a lot of different uh, business owners and other people who are interested in Facebook advertising. What's the best piece of advice that you'd give to leaders of other agencies who are struggling to achieve that consistent ROI on Facebook in particular?
1: Look, I, I would say that the first one, and it sounds silly, but is is to only go for one niche. And look, this is something again that I will say that I didn't do at the beginning, but that's what made my journey probably way harder than it needed to be yeah. because I was figuring out campaigns across most of the time at least 10 different industries which is really upland don't get me wrong is forced me to become a very uh, fast critical and strategic thinker however if I could go back I would not do that because it was so stressful from a monetary standpoint yeah. from a yeah. standpoint and everything like that because if you can nail one niche and you just do that as entrepreneurs and business people, we all go, oh, but I want something new, I want something fresh, I wanna try and test this um, new, new thing out, but not for clients, like they want predictable results every single time. So if you can find a client that you can literally copy and paste, or a um, niche of clients, where you can just copy and paste campaigns, you've got it going, it's effective, it's predictable, and then you can slowly scale, scale, scale. I think that is uh, the big thing, and look, and I only know because I did that completely wrong uh, (laughs) as to why I would give that advice now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, what you're talking about is really positioning. And, um, you know, you are absolutely speaking my love language when you talk about positioning. Uh, I did the same thing at my agency. We didn't start out with one defined niche. And then by the time we sold, uh, I sold the company, uh, we were really just focused on nonprofits, foundations and CSR initiatives. And I wish I had figured that out sooner. So I, I love that answer.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, I think it's, it's the one that we all need to hear, but it's also like the hardest. You're like, oh, but that I want to work with that person. and It's like, oh, no. It's just uh, nightmares and pain ahead.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, I'll certainly add links to uh, your agency's site and, you know, your personal site and all of your um, social media handles in the show notes today so everybody can, you know, get in touch with you if they have additional questions. Just want to thank you again for, for staying up with me. I know it's about 9 or 9.30 in Perth. Uh, PM. So thank you so much for joining me on the show today, Kim. I really appreciate it.
1: My pleasure again. Thank you for having me.
0: All right. Take care. This episode has been brought to you by Workamajig, the number one creative agency management software. Show notes at thrive.workamajig.com. Find out how your creative agency can become more productive and more profitable. Schedule your demo at thrive.workamajig.com.